0: You are listening to the Special Needs Mom podcast. This is Kara, your host, and I am so glad you're here. Before we get into this episode, I want you to know that Pathway to Peace, which is a group coaching program, is currently available to join. This program is built on three main pillars. First, coaching. It's the real powerhouse. It's what I do. It's what I love. Second, community. And if you've been around for a little bit more than a minute, you know how I feel about community and the power that it has to heal and change your life. And lastly, I have a library of content filled with resources, with modules, with lessons. We go way deeper than I can go in on the podcast. And these are available to you in a way that you can consume them in your busy life. This program would be a good fit for you if you've stabilized past the point of initial diagnosis and find yourself spinning a little bit more than you'd like to in overwhelm. And you can't imagine how given all the things in your life, you can have any sort of peace ever again. Through the program, you will gain the gift of acceptance. You will do the work to recover your spark. You'll leave the program with the tools and the confidence that you have what you need to have joy and peace part of your life once again. So it's time to change it up. I know you've been saying yes to everybody, especially serving with all your heart and everything you have to your child. Now it's time to say yes to you. Find the link in the show notes to get more information and for next steps. Hi, I'm Kara, life coach, wife, and mom to four incredible and unique children. It wasn't all that long ago that my son received a diagnosis that had my world come crashing down. I lacked the ability to see past the circumstances, which felt impossible, and the dreams I once had for my life and family felt destroyed. Fast forward past many years of surviving and not at all thriving, and you'll see a mom who trusts that she can handle anything that comes her way and has access to the power and confidence that once felt so lacking. I created the Special Needs Mom podcast to create connection and community with moms who find themselves feeling trapped and with no one who really understands. My intention is to spark the flare of possibility in your own life and rekindle your ability to dream. This isn't a podcast about your special needs child. This is a podcast about you. If you are a mom who feels anxious, alone, or stuck, then you are in the right place. Welcome. Hello and welcome to the Special Needs Mom Podcast. We're here today for a simple summer episode. And I'm going to start with just a little personal check-in, a little personal update. And what I would like to share is that, geez louise, my summer is off to a shady start. And it's not really so much about what's going on around me. Things are generally fine. But what I'm noticing is I'm having a real hard time slowing down, settling in, and especially letting my body know, like, we're okay. We're okay. We made it through. For me, I have always had anxiety. It's been my lifelong friend. And sometimes it's really well managed. And sometimes it's not. And I wanted to put words to what I call the anxiety spiral, one, just to find humor in it, but also because I think a lot of you will really relate to this. So what this looks like is that we have a little bit of anxiety, and that looks different for everybody. Everybody feels anxiety in their body differently. And then we have a little bit of judgment about our anxiety. Why do we have this anxiety? And so we should have anxiety about our anxiety. Then we start to panic because certainly something is wrong with us because of all that's going on. And so this panic leads to more anxiety. And then we think, you know what, maybe we just haven't been working hard enough. Maybe we just have to really grind this out. And so we don't rest. And we continue going and going and not allowing our nervous system any reprieve. And then, guess what? More anxiety. You know, this pattern can go on and on and on. I want to bring humanity to this cycle because for so many of us, the stressors in our life are very real. The threats to us or our loved ones not being okay are very real. So it's very normal and natural and actually very healthy to have your body respond in a way that can sometimes produce anxiety. Now, the trouble comes is when we get stuck there. It's not very pleasant to be stuck in anxiety. At least that's my perspective. I don't like it. And when I don't like it, what a lot of us do is we try to resist it. And when we resist, there's a saying, what we resist persists. And so, as I mentioned earlier, anxiety is my lifelong friend. And here's the thing. I don't always like her. She's not a very good friend, we'll put it that way. But what I'm learning to do over and over and over again is to Learn how to love that part of me too. And with this season, I'm not 100% sure at this point why I'm having such a hard time settling. But here's my theory. And I think it's that there was a long season, even as I reflect now, that we were going and going and going and pushing and pushing. And there was a lot of stress. We had a hospitalization at the end of May. We had a long season of not knowing what was going on with our son and not getting help. We had a lot of struggles at school at the end of the year. I had children promoting from sixth grade and from kindergarten and from eighth grade. And that was a lot. So, while some of the stressors have ended, my body has not caught up yet. And I trust, totally trust, that I will settle. It won't be like this forever. And in this season, I will work on being kind to myself. I will notice that panic that starts to step in when. I don't get better right away and I will take care of myself, which for me looks like sleeping or at least trying to sleep. It looks like working out. And for me, there's a variety of other things that I find really helpful when I'm noticing that my body kind of is stuck. I wanted to share this because we are doing this together. When we as moms step out to support ourselves, to have a different experience, to raise our hand and say, wait a second, I don't want the rest of my life to look this dismal or depressing or discouraging, it doesn't magically all of a sudden get better. And what I'll say is some of us think, oh, when we get to the other side of something or when we figure out how to find ourselves again, then everything's going to be better. And I would say a lot of things will be better, but a lot of things will be just the same. And I think it's helpful to have this perspective of recognizing life is balanced. Life is equal parts amazing as it is excruciating. And it's important to have that perspective because if we don't, when we're in that not so amazing part, our minds are going to spin a story of something's wrong with you, or maybe you just got the short end of the stick over here. And so I think it's really, really helpful. And especially for me during times like this, it's important to remind myself, nothing has gone wrong. We're going to figure this out too. Okay, so moving into today's topic, I wanted to bring to you a very simple, but very useful tool. And this is an evaluation tool that I honestly use all the time. And some of you might have a mixed relationship to feedback. And what I mean by that is, I want you to picture if you ever had a review at work, how you felt about it. Were you super nervous? Did you take the feedback really critically? Did you try to kind of fight back against some of the feedback? It would not surprise me if a lot of you have a different kind of relationship to feedback, or I should say a negative relationship to feedback. It's totally fine. And I wanted to put that out there because some of you are going to hear, hey, we're going to learn how to evaluate. And you're going to be like, no thanks. I'm going to change to a different podcast. Thank you very much, Kara. But this tool is applicable on basically every scale. You can use it for debriefing something as small as a conversation or a meeting or an appointment, and as large as something as the whole school year. Or your year personally, it really can be applied in so many different ways. And when you hear how simple it is, you'll really be able to understand that. This is a tool I actually use every time I debrief a meeting. So I have the work I do with special needs moms, but I don't talk a lot about it on the podcast, but I have a whole separate part of my coaching practice, which is where I get to coach leaders in teams. And it's so much fun, and I love it so much. Part of that is that I push into different types of meetings that these different teams in businesses and organizations are running, and we coach the leaders. And part of that is we do a debrief where we use this tool to have both the leader, the person who is running the meeting, and the coaches create an evaluation. And it is just a really light, easy way of providing feedback. One of the things you're going to notice about it is that many people are going to want to skip over the first step. And it's important not to. Okay, so now with that suspense that I am building, I'll tell you the three steps. They are asking yourself, what worked? What didn't work? And what will I do differently? So simple, right? And I love it because they're very easy to remember it's not hard to remember what were those questions for evaluation. It's so easy. Three questions, what worked, what didn't work, and what would I do differently? And I like to abbreviate it WW, WDW, and WDD. That's what I do when I'm writing out of my paper. Anyhow. So as an example, I'm going to do a quick evaluation. This is not a thorough evaluation, but just for my school year with my child who has special needs. And you're going to get the idea of it. And it's just an example. And my intention is to keep this episode a little bit shorter. So I'm not going to go into explanation on any one of these things, even though it's kind of tempting. I'm just going to read through the list that I created while I prepared for this podcast. So again, what I'm looking at is looking back at the last school year. So it's my son's eighth grade year, and asking myself these questions. It's a good time for this. Why? Because I am getting ready to take on a new school year, in a couple months, but it'll be here before we know it. And I want to take the freshness of this year and I want to evaluate it now so that I have what I need when I need it to start the next school year. And that reminds me, I don't want to forget to mention that I did actually a whole episode using this evaluation process way back in, In January of 2022, specifically January 27, 2022, episode number 73. And you can see this lived out. And what I want to mention about that episode is it was honestly so helpful for me. What I didn't know at the time that I recorded that episode is that I was going to be in just another month or so faced with yet another very similar situation as to what I was evaluating. And I was able to use the learning that I had as a way to bring in what was missing before. For me, it also was a little bit of an accountability piece where I was like, I was really clear about what would be more helpful and what I needed. And so if I just totally ignore that, it's not cool. So it was really helpful for me as an accountability tool as well. Okay, let's get into this quick evaluation I did for the school year. So first, what worked? Having my son at a small school, having an IEP that included one on one support, knowing what my rights were as his mother and what his legal rights are as a public school educated child in California, talking to other moms about what was working for them and what helped them. This is a big one creating a partnership with my husband. And this is a small one, but if I look back, I'm like, that actually was like a way positive for me. And it was organizing my IEP binder and making it pretty. It was a mess before. And I took, I don't know, an hour. I was probably procrastinating from something else. Printed a cover page for it, even like a spine label. And it's really cute. I really love it. It has this adorable picture of Levi on the front. And it just makes me feel good when I look at it, which I think says a lot for an IEP binder. Okay, that is what worked. Moving on to what didn't work. This list honestly would have been a lot easier to make a little bit longer, but I wanted to keep this rather short. What didn't work was the communication with our son's team, the level of support he got in some specific areas. This is a big one, not having a good enough understanding personally, of how to support Levi in specific areas. So it's real hard to advocate when you're Like the blind leading the blind. The level of trust I had in the team that did not work. Being afraid of the judgment from people at school. And then getting into a me against them mindset. And so, again, I'm not going to go into these, but this one I think is a really important one to look out for. And I should probably do a whole episode on just this because as we advocate and as we live in a world that has not yet figured out how to. Support and really honor our children for the whole human beings who are equally valuable as anybody else. It's easy to kind of get into a me against them, like into a fight. And while we do have to advocate and persist and demand in some cases, it's not a me against them situation. There's always a winner and loser when it's a me against them. And so we don't necessarily want a winner and loser, we want everybody to win in a perfect world. Okay, so moving on to what will I do differently? The first one, and I think it's the leading one is get more help. For me, this looks like hiring an advocate. And so I'm already engaged with an advocate. And I just actually today sent her over all the packets of paperwork. And I'm very excited about having a different level of support this year. And that's, I think, the biggest learning that I had from what didn't work this year being really clear about the communications. Another thing that I'll do differently is being really clear about the communication we need and especially being able to communicate it at the beginning of the year. This is simple stuff. Like one of the things that was a gap was that when we would get an email from the school, oftentimes it would just come to me and we continuously requested that they come to me and my husband. And kind of going back to what worked earlier is that if this only coming to me, then it 100% falls on me to respond and to hold that. In creating a partnership with my husband, I was like, I don't want to hold this alone. Like I need you to hold this in equal weight as I am, because it's quite honestly, it's too much for me to hold. All right. So that's an example of the communication that now we really know what exactly we need them to do. And we will be easily able to request that at the beginning of the school year to kind of set the tone of, of what we need and what we're expecting. And hopefully that will make their life easier as well. Okay, what will I do differently, I will create a way for me to build trust with the school. And this one's interesting, because I don't know how I'm going to do that yet. I don't have a plan for that. All I'm doing is looking at what I need to have different. And I probably will heavily lean on the advocate for this piece. But I know that It needs to be different. That I want to be able to trust that what I'm being told is happening at school is happening at school, and that I know that the people are holding my son in a way that keeps him safe and healthy. Okay. What will I do differently? Another one is keep a what is best for Levi perspective as my leading commitment. It's easy to kind of venture into a territory of just trying to get what he deserves or get what is quote unquote right but sometimes that can lead it down as a fruitless path or a path that just might leave us tired And so really for me keeping a what is best for Levi commitment as my highest commitment that helps me have that north arrow and persist and maintain that through the expected bumps that might come okay and this is the last one but I think it's a big one actually. So, what will I do differently? I'm going to notice the fear and the discomfort I have about upsetting people, especially at our small school community. So interesting for me to observe myself because in other places, I have not been somebody that's avoidant, we would say, of upsetting people. And this happens to be a space for a variety of reasons that it just is really, really, really uncomfortable for me to do something that I think is going to make somebody upset or have thoughts about me that I don't like. So I'm going to work through those. That's something I'm going to be doing differently is I'm going to be more aware of when that's running the show, and I'm going to get more support in that area. Okay, so that is as simple as this evaluation is. Again, go to episode 73. Back in January of 2023, the episode is called Part two, self-evaluation, the real, the raw, and the relatable behind the scenes of our surgery and recovery. I remember we we're recording that episode, and I actually recorded the, those three like the same day, and I feel like I was on fire that day. <laughs> so if you go back and listen to it, hopefully you agree. As we wrap this up, I want you to consider you can use this tool in your head, on your way to or from a doctor's appointment, or a dinner engagement, a party, you can use it when you go on vacation, you can use it for the summer as you head into the school year to kind of see what's working for you and what's not working for you. Another really good question is like, what's missing? You know, so as you're doing that didn't work section, asking yourself, what was missing for me? A really, really useful question. And if you you manage people, you're welcome to use this with your people. And what's really fun, and you can do this in your relationships with your partners as well, is to each do your own evaluation. So each go through the questions yourself, and then compare notes. Maybe it was something like a date. I don't know if you'd really use this for a date. You could, but it's kind of a funny example. Going through, hey, what worked? What didn't work? What will I do differently? And I'm sure you would have very different answers from your spouse or your partner. And it would be really a great tool to be able to say, Hey, by the way, what didn't work for me is that I had to plan the babysitter. And that just felt like a lot of work for me. And I would like you to do that next time. Or I would request that you do that next time. And they can say, I would love to, or they can be like, sorry, (laughs) not going to happen. And then you go from there. Okay, so I think that's simple enough so, I don't necessarily need to belabor, and I'll look forward to seeing next week. I'm leaning towards in this moment of bringing out something from the archives. Many of you have not been around the whole three years, and there were some really good episodes, you know, in the first, well, I mean, there's a lot of good episodes, in my opinion, but some of you haven't gone back to be able to pick and choose which ones you want to check out. So, I'll bring one up from the history and I'll put it before you. and. I will also allow myself to take a little bit of a breather as I persist in giving myself what I need so that I can first feel good in my body, but then that allows me to be able to serve and connect with you, which is my delight. All right. See you on the next episode. One more thing before we officially, officially wrap up this show Sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts, I have the experience of wanting more. I'm listening at the very end thinking, I sure wish that episode didn't end. I invite you, if you feel in any way the same way, I invite you to the Special Needs Mom podcast community, which is a free group that I host on Facebook, where we as a community of fellow moms who listen to this podcast and are experiencing life in similar shoes, get to talk to one another, get to share stories, get to actually interact. I hope you'll consider joining. See you over there.